If you're out on the road Feeling like you want a podcast <laughs> All you, you have, have to, to do, do is Type in drunk of the book And you'll find us <laughs> Where you leave <laughs> We will be there Anywhere That you, you want, want us to, to. <laughs> Hey, Olivia. Hey, Ashley. Welcome to Drunk of the Book Club. A podcast for lonely, drunk bookcasters. Cheers! Yeah. It's the microphone. What are you drinking? Um, I am drinking the very end of that Viognier that I was drinking last time. Oh it's really, really old. There was, like, gross stuff at the bottom of it. I hope I don't get sick. <laughs> I love it so much. I think I mentioned this last episode, but I love it so much because, like, two episodes ago or something, you were like, yeah, there's no way you can, like, drink wine after you, like, a day after you've opened it. You have to finish it in that sitting. And now you're, oh, you're drinking really old wine. Old wine. <laughs> Yeah, this wine has seen seasons. This wine has maybe been alive in my fridge for like a year. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, that's way worse than I thought. I know, it's really bad. So yeah. Oh my god, Ashley, that's amazing. We'll see if I get sick. I'll keep you updated. Yeah, let me know. (laughs) Or hallucinate. Maybe I'll hallucinate. Ooh, yeah. Maybe it's going to give me some weird like psychedelic effect. (laughs) <laughs> yeah interesting we'll find out soon i guess if it gets really Hopefully. loopy halfway through this episode you'll know why. know why <laughs> oh man tell me about your drink oh yeah so i'm also drinking old fridge wine uh, <laughs> a nice bottle of prosecco that i opened two days ago and then decided i didn't want so i just put it back in the fridge how and could that be it's shockingly bubbly. Oh, and I Magical. added some juice, so technically I'm drinking a mimosa. It's a mimosa. Mm-hmm. Fancy mimosa. Oh, yes, it changed colors. Yeah, it's now orange. Oh, I was thinking, how great is it that we're recording on Galentine's Day? <gasps> Gal- yeah, happy Galentine's happy Day! Happy Galentine's Day, yay! Cheers! Cheers. Not hitting the mic <laughs> this time. Yes. Valentine's Day, Drunk of the Book, Abby Jacobson. Abby Jacobson. Oh, do you have the hardcover? Yeah, I took the sleeve off. Well, technically, Julia owns the hardcover, and I have been borrowing it for seven months. That's right, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, what did yeah. we read? We read, I might regret this, Essays, Drawings, Vulnerabilities, and Other Stuff by Abby Jacobson, who mm-hmm. I love. Same. Uh, what was it about? Um, so basically, Abby Jacobson of Broad City fame and other mm-hmm. projects, but primarily, like, if you know her, you probably know her from Broad City, um, went on a road trip cross-country going from New York to L.A. Uh, right after wrapping, like, the fourth season of Broad City, right before starting some other, like, L.A. projects, and I think it was, like, six months after, like, a really really tough breakup when she was just kind of like working through it and wrote basically like over the course of that 
road trip, a bunch of reflections and little, like, it's called essays, drawings, vulnerabilities, other stuff. <laughs> um, there's, like, some of her drawings of, like, different items and album covers and podcasts from The Drive, and there's, like, little, um, almost, like, essayettes. Yeah. I was trying to figure that, out how to, yeah. to describe those also. Because they're really, I wouldn't call them, like, full-blown, like, lengthy essays, most of them. Some of them are lengthier, but a lot of them are pretty short, actually. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them are, like, you know, five-ish pages. Yeah. And they kind of follow her, like, journey. Like, she marks them with, like, where she is in the trip. And sometimes they do refer to, like, the locations. But then also a lot of it is, like, reflections on her childhood and college and that breakup and Mm -hmm. a lot of different things yeah so yeah nailed it (laughs) thanks I would agree totally that that's what this book is about (laughs) thanks (laughs) (laughs) got it okay nailed it yes I was nervous (laughs) I stuck the jump landed the jump what is it (laughs) I stuck the landing there you go there you go right yeah Wait, speaking of gymnastics, this is a side side note. Okay. Did you see that video of the UCLA gymnast who was doing like, she had like an amazing routine. Oh, that routine. Yes, I did. So good. I didn't realize where she was from, but yes, I did see that. That was amazing. amazing. I love gymnastics. (laughs) Gymnastics to me is like so unobtainable like what they do sometimes you'll like watch something I'll watch like a soccer game and it's like I couldn't play at that level but I can kick a ball you know like I can run yeah but gymnastics is like nope I can't do any of that none of it yeah yeah I can't even walk a balance beam (laughs) I took gymnastics as a kid and it was awful first of all I was like (laughs) three feet taller than everyone else there. I've been mm. five eight since I was like ten years old, I think. Um Aww. and then also I was like on swim team and dancing also, so I had to go and I had like nutcracker curlers in my hair and I was trying <laughs> to do like the beat like the whatever those beams are or like the The rings? Know? No, like the bars. The bars. Oh the bars. Um, okay. Yeah. But I had, like, curlers in my hair. And then, or oh I would be God. coming from swim, and so my hands would be all wet, like, you know, and vulnerable. And then they'd, like, tear everywhere. I'm just, like, picturing you, like, sopping wet, curlers in your hair, no towel, just, like, popping up on the balance beam, grabbing the bars. Like, yeah. and your coach is like, Olivia, can you just, like, dry off, maybe? <laughs> You're like a giant among the children. No, I'm in a hurry. Still in like my swim team bathing suit. Don't change into a leotard. Just like drenched Golden West College swimsuit on. That would be like, you would need three different types, like genres of leotards, huh? Yeah. I mean, or I did. I did have three okay. different genres. I tried to wear the ballet ones to gymnastics, but not quite same mm. seems like they would have less like yeah like they're a little thinner maybe i don't know yeah i think so <laughs> anyways <laughs> sorry i took us on that tangent <laughs> well, uh, to summarize i can't do gymnastics you can't do gymnastics i love watching gymnastics 
the same with ice skating. I can't. Oh, God. I can't do that. I love watching it. I mean, I can go straight. Yes. 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 But I'm not doing any types of axles, you know. I know. (laughs) Or even going backwards, to be honest. (laughs) I do feel like, is it just me? Or do you feel like the 90s was like a very special time for figure skating? Very special. Right? Like. Yeah. The, of course, like, the Tanya Harding, like, drama, but also, mm-hmm. I just, I remember, like, every year, whenever there was the, like, Winter Olympics, I was, like, glued to the television. I wanted to see Michelle Kwan. I wanted to see what yeah. they did. Yeah, same. I always had to watch Winter Olympics, wow, Olympics for that. I just, like, <laughs> added seven extra syllables in that word somehow. Um, Olympics. <laughs> Olympics. Uh, <laughs> And, I mean, Summer Olympics, too, though, because I loved swimming yeah. and gymnastics. Yeah. I was about yep. to say, what even happened to Olympics? But then I remembered they were canceled because of the pandemic. <laughs> so, this is going to be my bringing us into this book, because you said special yes. time for the 90s. And yes. And in this book, she goes and talks about the um, waiting areas of all the different, like, Hulu, Netflix, all the different offices. Oh, yes. And she talked, I think it was Hulu, and she's like, it's just like a collection of all the 90s health snacks that, like, people <laughs> think that, that you want to eat. And yeah. seeing it described that way, I was like, that's it. Because that's how oh it was at Yelp, too. It was like a granola bar and Cheerios and string cheese. <laughs> you know, it's like Nature Valley. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, what does she say? It's like a spread of healthy, in quotes, snack food from the 90s. You know, the low-fat health bars and fruit snacks. And that's exactly (laughs) it. Like, we had, like, organic fruit gummies, you know? It's, like... So good. Such a good way to describe that type of food. (laughs) That was... Yeah, I liked that description of the the different networks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I... I guess to begin with, like, to jump into the book, I at first couldn't figure out, like, what the tone or the vibe was going to be. Like, from Mm -hmm. the very beginning, or at the very beginning, I was kind of like, I don't know where this is going. Uh And at first I wasn't, even though I love her, at first I wasn't totally sold on the tone or the vibe. And then as it got going, and I think I got kind of used to, like, the different, I don't want to say, like, ups and downs, because there weren't downs, but I guess the different pathways of, like, what she was talking about, like, a little bit of work and a little bit of childhood and a little bit of reflection and a little bit of, like, depression, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it took me, like, a little bit to get into it. Mm. And I, I guess I'm trying to figure out exactly why. Well, I had a similar experience, but I think it was just that introduction that's, like, yeah, it's called it. What's the Worst That Can Happen?, I read mm-hmm. that, like, five different times. So I kept reading that, and then I'd, like, put it down and be like, oh, I'm not in the mood to read this book right now. Like, this is not it. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice wine chin. Yeah, it just, <laughs> just, just spilled all over my skin. Yeah, nice. <laughs> um, and then I, you know, picked it up a couple days later, and I would start that chapter again and be like, oh, I just can't. I don't want this. Yeah. But then I skipped it. I was like, no, just leave this for later and just start with That's the book. Fair. And once I did that, it was easier to get into. I don't know why. It was just that intro for me that kind of kept putting me up. But then when I went back to read it, it was fine. Yeah. But it was kind of a hard way to get into it. 
agree with you. Also, that first chapter. The things that... (laughs) There's no way we could have known what the future would entail, but she was like... Who even buys stamps now? Like, if you tried to buy stamps with <laughs> I your friends, yeah, like, oh my gosh, there's no way that you would know I that know. one day we all would be here, like, stamps, stamps, stamps. We gotta save the post office and buy stamps. I know. <laughs> like, she's writing this in 2017, having no idea in 2020. Like, buying stamps would become like yeah. our version of like 1940s buying war bonds. <laughs> true and there's even i talked about snl too much which is why i very much relate to her but um (laughs) there was that sketch with it was when adele was the host and with uh kate mckinnon playing a psychic and she's Uh like looking into their futures in 2020 and she was like oh yeah you're gonna have a great birthday you'll get everything you asked for and she's like great what did i ask for She's like, stamps. You asked for stamps from all of your friends, and you called up the postmaster general and, and like, whatever. And she was like, why do I want stamps? How do I even know who the postmaster general is? Like, and it's true. Like, I don't think I've ever thought of that title ever until 2020. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I'm, like, picturing myself when I wrote a really angry postcard to <laughs> Louis DeJoy, like... It's true. Yeah. Right. And it's I like, was like, you're a crook. <laughs> Love it. Which I totally did. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Like, I bought like $100 worth of stamps and like, honest to God, ordered them online. They came like a month later, which I don't Whoa. know if that's because it was like the fall and things were starting to like fall apart in terms of like the post office or because so many people were buying stamps i have no idea it's but i have probably so because many now nothing was coming on time from the post office yeah yeah but i do use them yeah i do too i mean i honestly always have stamps on hand for some reason i did buy more yeah but just because i needed more stamps I usually have, like, one book of stamps, which I hate that they're called books still, even though it's, like, 15 stamps. It's right. Like not a book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, like, But you can kidding. buy the full book, right? Yes. But they normally yes. just sell the sheet, yeah. So I have, I usually have one of those, like, in my wallet. But <laughs> when I spent, like, 100 bucks on stamps, I, <laughs> for some reason, decided that I was only going to buy stamps that were on sale. I don't know uh-huh. why. Uh-huh. So I was on the sale page of like the po- USPS buy stamps website and right. there were like a bunch of forever stamps that were like good prices, you know, so I bought a bunch of forever stamps. But then also there's like I have this round wheel of like a kajillion two cent stamps because it was on sale. <laughs> so I am very confused right now. <laughs> First of all. I didn't know that stamps go on sale because I just buy them like at the post office or whatever when I'm there. And I just say, do you sell stamps? And then they say, I didn't know it either. And then why would you buy two cents? Does that mean you have to put like 82 stamps on there or whatever? (laughs) Well, (laughs) let me tell you a funny story about that. So I am an advisor of this club. 
uh-huh. that is sponsored by the Boys and Girls Club. And so, like, I'm the on-site school advisor, but then it's actually led by the this woman who works at the Boys and Girls Club in mm-hmm. Salinas. And so, the Boys and Girls Club has, like, a budget. And for Christmas, all of the girls in our group, she got them all using her, like, Boys and Girls Club budget Subway mm-hmm. gift cards. Mm-hmm. And so did like a little Christmas card, Merry Christmas, and threw in a Subway gift card and then threw a candy cane on that. Uh-huh. And then was like, I'm going to drop them off at school for you, Ashley, and then you can get them to the girls. Okay. It's a it's a girls club. Mm-hmm. So, so I have all of these envelopes that I need to send, that I sent to the girls yeah. in the club, but I had to like put them in another envelope because the candy cane made it heavy and it has a gift card so they're all 1.6 ounces and Mm -hmm. you can use one forever stamp on a one ounce letter so i had to add 26 yeah 26 cents to every letter and so i did have some five cent stamps and then i have some i have a shit ton of two cent stamps and so all of these letters i just fucking like they're like covered in stamps because i put my forever stamp and then i had to like add up with the five cents of the two cent stamps to 26 cents wow so there you go because i didn't want to waste two forever stamps on every letter because forever stamps are valuable i just didn't even know that that was a thing you could do i just thought there was only forever stamps and you just okay. had to keep adding those on until you hoped for the best. That's what I do. I, I go, did uh, this is heavier than a normal one. I'm going to slap three on here and hope that it doesn't get returned. <laughs> and that's generally a good plan. Yeah. But since I had to send 15 of them. No, totally. No, that's amazing. I wanted amazing. to be precise. Yeah. So. <laughs> I love it. They came in handy. I'm glad that I know this information now. That's amazing. It makes sense because I've seen olden day stamps that are like two cent, five cent different prices. Mm -hmm. I just assumed those were all like as the price went up and up. But maybe some of them weren't even olden day ones and they were modern day stamps at lower prices. It could be. I I mean, do you remember being a kid and having like not forever stamps? Yeah. It was like a 42 cent stamp and stuff. yeah, Yeah, however much letters cost at that time, which for some reason... Well, I, I did pen pals a lot, I guess. When I was a kid, I knew, like, a stamp is whatever cents. Yeah. Is it 32 or 42? I think it was 32, and then it went up to 42, and then they switched to forever. Yeah. Yes. But exactly. I think I think a forever stamp is still about 42 cents per stamp. It's, yeah. I think. Well, I, uh, I think it was 55 cents is how much a regular letter Dang. costs right now. But if you have a forever stamp in 10 years, no matter yeah. what a letter costs, like right. I, I, oh. ostensibly you'll be able to use the forever stamp still. That's true. Which is why you would do that. And I remember, I don't remember if this was on YouTube or on Reddit, mm-hmm. speaking of Reddit, yeah. which you don't understand. <laughs> uh, I remember some years ago hearing about people who buy up a fuck ton of forever stamps and essentially think of them as like, some like stocks like something that will like you you Raise buy them when value. the price is low and then you save your forever stamp whoa so and you can make about like if you buy enough of them it like makes sense like it's a good investment but it just sounded so whack to but me then doesn't that mean that you then need to rely on just civilian like regular people buying stamps from you 
Like, it's not like you can sell um, them back to, like, yeah. the post office or whatever, right? I don't know. I don't know mm. if there's a whole underground thing. Okay, because keep in mind, I don't, I don't know why this connects in my head, but it makes sense in my head. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand that, like, check cashing at liquor stores was, like, a lucrative business until, like, maybe seven years ago. Like, I didn't even understand how that worked. And so, for some reason in my percentage? head... Something. I oh, don't even okay. understand it. Okay. Something. But I I heard, I learned it was a thing. People make money by having check cashing services. And in my head, those two are equal. <laughs> the stamp orders wow. and the check cashing. <laughs> and by that I mean it's a system that sounds bizarre, uh-huh. but apparently is legit. I don't know. I don't know. This is so funny to me because the check cashing thing does not seem shocking to me at all. It seems like <laughs> if you have a check and you don't have a bank account, you would go somewhere else to get cash and they would take the percentage out. Right? <laughs> like that just makes sense to me. For some reason, I thought only banks could do it. I just didn't know oh, that like somebody could just like be like, I'll take your check. Like I sign see it over what to you're me. Saying. Okay, I understand. Like what you're it saying. didn't make sense that that was like a thing it was like I thought, uh, you can only take them to a bank <laughs> i thought you were saying that like you knew that those services were available but you didn't oh. know like why they were successful or something got it, got it, but got no it. now that makes a lot more sense okay it was like a combo i didn't know that they were available and then when i found out they were available i was also surprised to hear that not only were they available but they were like how people make money it's legit. yeah yeah totally <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my god, so amazing. Oh my god. Okay, we keep doing this. Woo, okay. Back, back on to topic. Oh, the soft cover. Nice. It looks cute. <laughs> yeah, it's... Okay, wait. This is so unrelated to the book at all, but I like the content of the book, but I loved how soft the pages were. Are your pages soft? Like, uh, they feel like paper. Mine, like, can you hear that? They're, like, kind of, they're, like, they're not pulpy. They're almost, like, they're silky. I mean, mine are very white. That's what I did notice. Yeah, mine are very white, too. But the thing I do like is the hardcover. It's, like, recycled paper. So you see, like, like all these cool, like, color flecks in it. The flecks. Yeah. (laughs) Do you like that? But I don't know about the paper. I also kind of, like... I've been having my heater. Oh, I am. There's so many reasons why I'm like, I should not be allowed to be an adult living alone. Cause I like to have like my sliding door open and the heater on. <laughs> so, like, I feel like my hands have just been like kind of tacky. Cause I'm like hot and cold at the same time. All day long. So to be fair, like can't really tell what the paper feels like. Oh, all right, well on the back of my hand, it feels really soft actually. Okay, then, yes. Is this normal? Is this what pages? Yeah, these are really soft pages. Like, Bravo, Abbey, and Grand Central Publishing. Yeah. Good quality. Well done. Good quality pages. Well done. Man, okay. (laughs) So, I'll just say one thing in that I feel like this is my whole life story right now. (laughs) (laughs) I am 30. I'm moving to New York on my own for a few years now. I've been like... Maybe I don't need no man. Like, I'm okay. I'm going to be alone forever, and I'm okay, and that's great. And that's, or maybe it's not. I don't know. And that's, like, I feel like how it starts out. And then I was thinking, like, 
when I got to New York, I wanted to try and take a class at UCB. And then I was like, oh my God, that's what she did. And yes, I was going to like drive out there instead of fly. And it's I like the felt, opposite story. Yeah. So weird. It's very, I was also having that thought as yeah. I was like, I wonder if Olivia is feeling a kinship. Yeah, very much so. I will also say though, this is silly because I love Broad City. I didn't realize it was a web series before. Oh, yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. cool. I want to try and watch yes. those. That is how I heard of it originally. Like, I mentioned it to Michael about the book. I was like, oh, you remember the web series? And he's like, oh, my God, yeah. You were like an OG <laughs> yeah. Broad City. And I, I remember being at Mills in my dorm room, avoiding work, uh-huh. and watching. Because they're really short episodes. Okay. They're like less they're like two minutes or something you know really short okay I don't think I ever finished it though I don't think I finished the web series I was into web series for a while in college I also loved um the misadventures of an awkward black girl which is oh I have yeah I've heard of that that became insecure yeah or it didn't become insecure but yeah in college I didn't uh I didn't learn about watching stuff on your computer until like the last semester of my junior year everyone what? else I knew was like oh have you heard like Netflix had come like was doing like you could do it online then and stuff and I yeah. was like yeah I don't know I just I haven't figured it out whatever I never watched what did the, you I didn't watch anything what I didn't watch tv at college at all seriously yeah until my junior year in Ethel Moore oh, that's so weird and oh it was God. like the last it was when I started dating Alex because he would, like, oh come God. over the door and we'd watch stuff on the computer. And I was like, oh, this is so easy. I didn't even know the whole time. What did you do while you were procrastinating? Listen to music, do makeup. Uh, oh, my God. I don't know. Text. I texted a lot more in college than I do now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I had Hulu back when Hulu was, like, free. Right. And had no um, commercials. The good old days. And then I remember they started having commercials, and I was like, fuck this. I'm not going to watch any more Hulu. Yeah. And so I, like, didn't watch Hulu basically from, like, 2010 until this past year because (laughs) I was, like, taking a stand on the fact that first they added commercials, and then second, they no longer let you stream for free. Oh, my God. That's why you've never, you haven't been using Hulu this whole time. Yes. I did not realize. I thought you were just like, oh, I just never made an account. Like, whatever. Oh my no. god, that's amazing. That's I funny. felt I felt like uh what's the word? Betrayed. Mm-hmm. I felt betrayed by Hulu. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, Hulu's not Well, I was gonna say it's not my favorite, but I feel like in the last month or so I've been watching Hulu way more than Netflix. But it makes There's me... good stuff on it. Yeah, it still makes me mad. Like my parents have the one with live TV, and so Sometimes I can log into it, but most of the time I can't because they don't want mm. other zip codes watching. But, um, <laughs> wait, is they your parents or are they Hulu? Hulu? It literally is like, sorry, oh. you don't have access. Bye. Um, what if it was your parents on vacation? So they can, but you have to log into the home Zippo, Zippo, <laughs> zip code every 60 days. Oh. So maybe I'm going to try and get That's like a annoying. VPN and set it down there or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But with the live TV, it's much pricier than the regular mm-hmm. one. And it still has commercials on everything. And it's like, yeah, 
What's the point? Yeah. I What's mean, the point? I did it for them because my mom, it has like all the cooking shows and like news yeah. and everything else, you know? So it works. But like, if I was just paying for that for the regular streaming, I would expect no commercials. Like, totally. That's such. Well, I mean, if you think about it, that's like when cable was first invented. Yeah. They had no commercials. Yeah. So basically, slowly over the years, everybody just fucking screws us all over. Yeah. Screws us over. Was that you that sent me the thing that. Credit scores weren't a thing until 89. Was that you or Michael? No, but I saw that. Okay. Or maybe it was. I don't maybe know. Maybe Michael sent it to both of us on TikTok or something. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. But, like, that's yeah. another thing that I'm like, what a scam. I had no idea. Like, why do things Such just keep getting worse and worse? There's yeah. commercials. There's credit scores. Yep. All horrible. Fuck it all. <laughs> but that, okay, we could say that connects to the book because she does talk about the networks. That's true. Yes. I love how she's like, FX is the one that got away. <laughs> I think that one ends with like, is that, uh, like, is this too much or something? Like, oh, okay, so oh, okay. FX. Okay, yeah, there you go. <laughs> that last sentence. Is this one getting too personal? <laughs> so funny. Um, the line that made me think of you as a child was when she came up with that song about little Susie and she was singing it and she goes, have you guys ever heard of this song? And someone goes, yeah, I know. She goes, really? Because I just made it up. (laughs) And for some reason I was just like, that sounds like child Ashley to me so much. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't really yeah. know why. And when I thought about it more, like I said, I was like, that also kind of sounds like child Olivia for sure. <laughs> I just like instantly pictured you for some reason. Well, I definitely feel a lot of overlaps with her. Like, yeah. um, personality wise, like when she talks about like kind of being like such an introvert and, you know, obviously she has so much anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like talking about like her childhood experience and also talking about her queerness. Like I definitely yeah. feel a lot of overlaps with her. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see this kid. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Except for the weed. I was not a big uh, yeah. smoker in high school. Yeah, but I was not like I didn't, I didn't do anything in high school. <laughs> like I, anytime someone talks about like the cool kid stuff they did in high school, I'm like yeah. <laughs> I had my first drink New Year's Eve when I was seventeen, and it was like a glass of well, champagne. You pierced your nose or your septum. That is that was true. Rebellious. That is true. That was also four months before I turned 18 and so I knew I was like okay I can hide it 17 was a big year for you right I know wow uh I "I know I can hide this for four months turns out I could not and I was not using my brain fully and I sat up high and my mom was sitting down and she went what is in your nose and I was like oh my god (laughs) she's like why do you have two gold boogers in your nose I was like <laughs> Got in a lot of trouble. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I felt like I was too old to pierce my nose when I pierced my nose. I was 19. <laughs> At the time, I was like, Ugh, is this overdone? Like, <laughs> That's am so- I too old for this? <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, so old at 19. Just really, you see your life is in a decline at that point. <laughs> 
I also felt that way when I started roller skating at 23. I was like, God, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so old to be roller skating. (laughs) And look at the world now. I know. Oh, man. I mean, I think about that all the time because I still want to get my belly button pierced. And I'm like, do it. Is 30 too old to do that for the first time? No. No. Yeah. But it's also like, have I ever worn pants that come below my belly button? No. <laughs> like, not since I was like But it would 14. be so cute in like, you have like a little bit of a, a little bling right above, like when I wear high-waisted pants that are at that perfect spot, Yeah, it's cute if you wear like a crop with that. Yeah. But like literally my pants all come above my belly button. Even my swimsuits come above my belly button. <laughs> like it's not... It's not even, like, a thing at the pool you would see, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, I think the majority of my pants, like, do hit around there. So if you did get your belly button pierced, it would be really hard for, like, six months because Mm. you'd have to, like, wear different pants. Yeah. I guess I could wear dresses or something. Yeah. That's true. Well, I'm glad we worked this out. You're going to get your belly button pierced. You're going to wear dresses for six months. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so So. the other thing that I thought was really funny was that when she met Alana, she also thought Mm -hmm. it was that other actress, (laughs) and it wasn't until they were talking about, like, mutual people that they know that she was like, oh, you're not, maybe, okay. Also, that's so. I just opened it to this drawing page, which I Uh, I hadn't read the words yet, and I was reading the hot sauce going, Cholulo. Cholulo? <laughs> Why does that sound weird? Cholulo. And then I see it says, like, this O should be an A. Oops. And I was like, oh, okay. But I looked at it for too long, being like, what? There's something what wrong is here. wrong with this? I can't put my finger on it. Yeah. But also, cotto cakes yes. sound kind of good, actually. Yes. Although, I don't know. I just can't get on board with rice cakes. I go through phases. Like, I'll go through, like, once a year, but I'll eat them for, like, a month straight, and I love them, and I can't Mm -hmm. get enough of them, and then I'm done, (laughs) you know? I feel like I know a lot of people who feel very strong, positive feelings about them, Mm -hmm. and not just for diet culture reasons, but, like, we'll say they're really, like, pleasant because of the crunch, and you can layer stuff on them. Like, I get that in theory. I think part of the reason is because when I was... In elementary school, when my parents went through some, like, diet phase, yep. like, we just, suddenly we went from having good food to having, like, yeah. <laughs> boring, yeah. like, brown rice yeah. and rice cakes. Yeah. And I was just like, no, no, yeah. no. No, I get that. We were a big rice cakes family in the 90s as well. So I think yeah. I think that's why there was, like, a phase where I didn't eat them. But I also bought them a lot in college because they were cheap. Mm-hmm. And you could use yeah. them for, like, hummus, and you could yeah. even put, like, salsa on. Like, you could eat them with everything. They're versatile. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, they're super versatile. I think that's kind of what brought them back into my life, was, like, okay, here's ten rice cakes for a dollar, and I can, like, yeah. you know, get some protein yes. with this, too. Put some fake turkey on it and call it a day, you know? Right. Yeah. No, it's, it's, a, it's a good snack. It is, I mean, as she brings up, it's a good one for road trips. Yeah. I will say, when she was listing the snacks that she had in her road trip, I was like, why is it all so healthy? Like, you didn't bring any chips with you. You didn't bring any candy. I know. Like, that's impressive, I guess. I can't 
imagine doing a road trip without at least like some chocolate or like yes. some ruffles well, or something, of- you know, like something <laughs> weird and not good. Yeah. That's like part of the point. That is, that does bring up an issue that I kind of somewhat had sometimes because mm-hmm. it's like she made it clear that she has like struggled with her weight mm-hmm. and that she'd make kind of like a little bit of like throwaway comments here and there that were very kind of diet culture-y yeah. and probably like mm-hmm. a lot of internalized fat phobia. Yeah. And so there were points where I was like, this is clearly a struggle for her. Yeah. I can respect that as her struggle, but it's also like, Yeah, you know, totally. like I even, I wrote that, I can't even remember where I wrote it, but I was like, ugh, no, yeah. like not again. Yeah, I will say, I don't think it really stood out to me as much because I didn't see, she wasn't like out here being like, this is fact, this is how things are. Like she's clearly ranting about like what she's thinking about, what she's going through, yeah. whatever. But also... I feel like that's kind of in Broad City, too. Like, she works at the gym. Yeah. She talks about a lot of that yep. stuff. So, like, it wasn't completely unexpected, I guess. No. Um, no, not at all. So, actually, like, you bringing it up, I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that was happening. It didn't even really, like, set in so much with me that that was happening in there. But, yeah. Well, and not to, like, comment on somebody else's body, but... I remember watching the show of Broad City, Mm -hmm. and I think it was the difference between season one and season two, and she looked like, maybe it was two and three, but Mm -hmm. either way, she, like, looked considerably different, Uh and in me, like, relating to that, I was honestly kind of, like, a little bit, I don't know, I thought that in the first season, they looked so normal. I felt like I could relate so much Mm -hmm. to, like, Abby and her her body style like Mm -hmm. I was just like this you know she looks like how I feel you know and then I almost felt like and again not to comment on somebody else's body like I realized that's fucked up but it also kind of made me feel like uh have has the show like sort of succumbed a little bit to like the Hollywoodization of like what a leading lady needs to look like I mean it could be that it could also be something as simple as like when you get money you can afford different foods you know like yeah I don't know I noticed that when I have more money I do lose some weight because I have healthier options available I'm like out and about more you know like yeah so there it could be something like that but I it is probably multiple things that are yeah yeah contributing yeah um yeah but yeah I didn't really notice that body change I haven't watched Broad City in a while I need to rewatch it I rewatched it recently. Okay. I rewatched like a couple episodes recently just because, you know, trying to get in the New York vibe. You know, so yes. that and Real Housewives, trying to get the balance of everything. <laughs> oh my God. Show me all of New York. That makes me really nervous about <laughs> what your New York persona is going to be like. Well, once I found out I was moving to Manhattan instead of Brooklyn, I was like, okay, no more Broad City. We got to switch to Real Housewives. <laughs> I'm living on the oh Upper God. East Side. I'm not. I'm living in Midtown. But, oh my you God. Know. I'm like I am frightened. I'm like right by Central Park, so Oh my god. I was also talking with my grandma about what a nerd I'm gonna be when I get there and like I'm pretty close to the um Chrysler building. And I was like, mm-hmm. 
I'm going to walk up there and yell that line from Annie. Like, make it shine like the top of the Chrysler building. Like, all these just silly little musical notes that I'm going to be walking around New York being like, yes, I'm here. Oh, my God. Please, please, like, put that on TikTok. (laughs) I know. I was thinking. I was like, maybe I could become one of those TikTok people that, like, post their move and adventure and travels. But also, I sat here trying to do TikTok for an hour earlier today and then I ended up being like does anything work at all and I just like threw my phone and did some dishes instead so it gets really frustrating sometimes yeah. like in some ways the editing platform on TikTok is so much better than like reels I think the, the yeah. reels editing process is trash yeah so like for that I enjoy TikTok but on the other hand they don't have enough like safeguards in place for like when you go back yeah. and want to maintain something that you had already done. Like, right. they delete all of your edits, which I find very annoying. Right. And I think on top of it, my phone is very old. And so, like, <laughs> I will do half of it, and then all of a sudden it just, like, the screen went black. And I had to, like, close uh, out of the app. And when I reopened it, so it was annoying. just all gone. Just like, oh, my God. I should try and do it on my that's iPad fun. more, probably. Oh, yeah, that's a good that's point. newer, but... I will say my anxiety has been very high recently just with, you know, the move and everything. So reading this, like, I was sitting there, like, shaking my leg, like, just feeling like, ugh, ugh, like, making a lot of verbal, like, out loud sounds. Yes. What's the word I'm trying to say? Audible noises. (laughs) Verbal out loud sounds, yes. (laughs) That is the terminology. This is too many words to try and explain what I'm talking about. Um, I like verbal quiet sounds yeah. too. Verbal internal sounds. Verbal internal sounds. Um, <laughs> so I was, and there would be times where I'd be like, "Why am I just feeling so anxious right now? Like, what am I doing?" And I'd be like, "Okay, put down the book. Like, let's try. Yes, let's try watching like a rom com real quick and just." No, dude, I felt that there were some sections that were so anxiety producing like when she is just listing out all of her anxieties and like her what about and what if ism I was like this is this is much this is a lot I was also feeling like anxious as a result of reading those sections I was too and I was sitting there I actually ended up skimming through that because I was like yeah. It was making me so, like, I literally could feel my chest tightening. And I was yes. like, okay, just, you know what? You get the idea. You can just skim over this. Yeah. yeah. That was hard, actually. Yeah. I would say warning if you're a reader who also has anxiety, yeah. you know. Adult concerns is the chapter. Is that the one you're talking oh, about? Oh, yeah. That one? Okay, so. <laughs> oh, wait, which one were you talking I- about? I was, okay, for that one, this is awful. Okay, Abby, please, if you ever hear this, just know that I love you so much. I wrote in that chapter, I was like, I'm an asshole, but whenever I see a chapter like this in a book, my first thought is, had to make page count. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. That one to me was just like, no, this is, the one I was thinking, there were two. Let me see if I remember them. But, okay, while you Um, look for it, I'll just, like, read some of these off, and it, because this did stress me out, you know, it's like. Oh, yeah. Because um, it starts so simple. Like, adult concerns. Like, how often do you wash a duvet cover? Do you wash your shams? Do you wash throw pillows? <laughs> Climate change. Racial equality. <laughs> and then down to, like, 
do we still like candles? And then it's like, uh, <laughs> let's see, people without homes and food. Like, oh my gosh. And then, uh, oh, I had a moment too. I think <laughs> this is what I was about to say before we started recording. I was like, no, wait. Of those moments that are like, you're just like, oh, all of a sudden things <laughs> in life make a little more sense. Like reading this, <laughs> she says, how to determine what needs to be dry cleaned and what exactly is dry cleaning. And I was like, oh my God, is does that mean that they clean stuff dry? Like there's no water used? I had yeah, no... Yeah, it's chemicals. I've never had anything dry cleaned, so I don't know, like, about it at all. But I was like, wait. Yeah. I just had never put together that it's dry cleaning because it's dry. <laughs> Hello? It is so obvious, but it was like, just reading it, I was like, oh my god, wait, this makes yes. so much more sense now. I think they spray it with... I mean, don't take me as an expert, because I also have never had something dry cleaned, but I think they spray it with chemicals. Oh. I don't yeah. understand how yeah. that works. I don't know. Okay. We have ranted about so many other things. Okay. Yeah. Do we have off. more stuff that we want to talk about Topic. about this? Well, I have been holding the pages where I found what oh, made right. me feel anxious. And it was <laughs> the Memphis sleep study section. It was That was the first one that was like the sleep study. Because oh, okay. she does a few of yeah. those. And it's, like, all of her thoughts as she's trying to fall asleep. Yeah. And that first one, the Memphis one, just, like, made me feel so anxious. Yeah, that's like, true. Wait, what page is that? Why can't I find it? Oh, here. Um, I made my note on page 83, but it starts on I page... I found it. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, for whatever, that is the moment where it was just, like, too much for me. And then the other one was the what... The when and where... Um. Like, way later, like, 286, where she's, like, thinking through about her ex, Mm -hmm. and she's like, what if I run into her? What if this is happening? And that also made me feel so just, like, ugh, I cannot. This is, like, suffocating, overwhelming anxiety. Yeah, I did not like that. And (laughs) I could relate to it, too, though, because, like, yeah, I'm sorry to throw your name out there. When Gabe and I broke up, that was, like, exactly what I was doing. It was, like... We go all the same places in this town. Yeah. We live, like, within walking distance of each other. Every time I yes. went out, I was like, okay, well, if I go to this bar, there's a chance he's here. Or, like, well, I don't, can't go to that bar because our friend's DJing there. Or, like, if I'm walking down the street, yes. like, we both have work at the same time. And it's so stressful. So, yes, exactly. Luckily, that's not the case anymore. But <laughs> those first, like, year almost was just like, oh, my God. It's very anxiety-producing, yes. Yeah, actually, I forgot about those sleep ones. That was, that last sleep one, sleep study, I did kind of skim through also because I was just like, I can't, these ones are too much for me because I, that's a lot of times where I start overthinking as I'm falling asleep, and so it's like. Totally. I can't, and I was. Maybe that was what was too anxiety-producing. It was just like too really. Yeah, I think so. Well, and like, I was trying to read this book at night before bed. Because I'm, I always mm. watch TV to fall asleep, and I'm trying, and I used to never mm-hmm. do that. And so I'm like trying to yeah. get back into reading to fall asleep instead of TV to yeah. fall asleep. But I was like, this is not the book. 
to read while you're yeah, trying no, to fall asleep. That section is yeah. not, this is not <laughs> helping. Cause then I'm like, oh shoot. Yeah. How do I get health insurance out there? Oh yeah. How do <laughs> oh, I no. get, like, how do I, you it, know? It like set too many <laughs> yeah. like tangents. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, wait, what was that sound outside my window? It is really raining oh, hard. Gosh. What is, you know, whatever. Oh uh, yeah. No. <laughs> Um, yes. Okay. So you're right. Those sleep story ones, sleep studies are very anxiety inducing. The girlfriend one was anxiety inducing. (laughs) All this was anxiety inducing. Also, I, one thing that was not anxiety inducing though, was learning that her mom has short spiky hair. Because for some reason, (laughs) the fact that it was described as short and spiky made me so happy for some reason. I loved that section, Jerome, yeah. where she was talking about her mom yeah. and her mom's boyfriend and just, yeah. I don't know, that section was like really sweet and sad, but like in kind of like a bittersweet mm-hmm. way. I I, I loved any that. section where she was talking about her family, like I'm into yeah. that. I don't know why, but it made me want, I, those I had hoped that there was going to be a drawing of that ring though. When I got to the drawings, I, I was like, wait, what? Why is there no drawing of this ring? I want to see it. I straight up went on Google image search and was like, Abby Broad City ring. Ring. Because she said her character wears it. And I kind of, oh. I just wanted to know what it looked like. Well, <laughs> as I start rewatching Broad City when we hang up the phone, I will let you know. Oh, yes. it's going to happen immediately. Please screenshot. Yeah, see I it. will. <laughs> well, and also, that. One, talking about Jerome, Arizona, I had literally just been listening to that Bill Callahan album that, um, I sent you a TikTok. He's that artist from, like, the 70s, that musician from the 70s who had that UFO oh, song, yeah. and then he also disappeared. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that TikTok. I'm way behind on our inbox, so. Well, yeah, you'll <laughs> notice that my last message to you, I think, is we have the same feed, because I think if you look at everything oh. I sent you, you sent it all back same to me. Same Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. Yes. Well, I saw that TikTok and it made me go, oh, I should listen to that album because yeah. I like that song. And the first song on his album is called Jerome. Oh. And so then when I read this, I was like, wait, <laughs> is, that must be what the song is actually. I thought it was about yeah. a guy. So that's funny <laughs> that you say that because I forgot what year this book came out. And so when she was like, Jerome, I went there for sentimental reasons. I was like, because the Lizzo song? <laughs> like, that was my <laughs> that Lizzo song and then I was like oh no (laughs) totally wrong here oh my gosh that would be amazing (laughs) that was the sense honestly I think I said it out loud I was like oh because the Lizzo song like that makes perfect sense like I love that song so much I have to go to Jerome so for funny. that song. I was like, oh, <laughs> no, you went there because your mom's boyfriend and all. Okay, this all makes a lot oh more sense. Oh, my God. Okay, so we haven't mentioned the girlfriend, but yeah. who do you think it is? Did you do any investigating online? Because I did investigating. I didn't do any investigating. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait. So what? some people on the internet think that it's Carrie Brownstein. What? From Portlandia and Slater Kinney. Wait, what? Okay, I have to be. Because <laughs> I originally thought it was just like a, a some yeah. random person, but then I was curious, and so I was like, Abby Jacobson, girlfriend. And then it was 
Carrie Bradshaw. Yeah. yeah. And then there's like, there's an auto straddle, of course, of article that's like, Abby Jacobson and Carrie Brownstein. Here's like the not very good evidence that they're in a relationship from from 2016 though, but that matches up mathematically because she broke up and then had six months and then the summer of 2017, right? Isn't that when this book took place? Interesting. Hmm. Whoa. Okay, well. So I know this is... No, like obviously she didn't want to share who it yeah. was but i'm <laughs> getting no work done today now <laughs> i'm gonna be sitting here watching broad <laughs> city trying to find who abby's partner is what was i tweeted something yesterday and i feel like this is similar where i was like i know that this does not matter and i know that i should not care at all but I will be wondering if B.J. Novak is the father to Mindy Kaling's kids until the day I die. Oh. I want to know that information. Wait, her kid is a... She is... The father's she a secret? She has two kids, and the father's a secret. She's not married. She doesn't have a partner. So oh. when it was just one kid, I wasn't really... Th- I was like, well, it could be anybody. It could have just been a one-night yeah. thing. It could have been, you know, whatever. Yeah. But now that it's two kids... It's like, it has to be either a friend, like, you know, someone Hmm. that you're very close to that you want to raise a family with, or like a donor or something, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Because, like... Interesting. I feel like it's a little bit more difficult to have two unplanned pregnancies, like, perfectly two years apart. You know what I mean? Like... (laughs) Do the two kids have the same, like, father? Do we know this? No, we don't know this. But that's what I mean. I feel like it's it's less yeah. likely for someone, especially of like her status, to have like no oh, yeah unplanned pregnancies within like that are exactly the ages apart that people try to like have kids. You know what I mean? Like right purpose. It yeah. makes more sense to me that it's either a donor or Bj Novak or somebody. Yeah, I mean they're best friends. I know that's what I mean. Like I will be. If you were going to have a kid with a, like, if you knew that you wanted to have kids and you wanted it to be from somebody that you loved and cared Mm -hmm. about. That could be present in their lives, you know, that could help you raise them, whatever. Hmm. The only thing. Are there ever any pictures of him with the kid? So, and this is the only thing that's making me think it's not him. Because I feel Mm. like that wouldn't be fair to that person Mm -hmm. to be like, but you can't post them on your Instagram account, Mm -hmm. you know? I went through his I entire Instagram the other day before I tweeted this, like, all the way back. And he has one photo, too, where he commented, it's old. And he was like, it's so nice to see Mindy Kaling again. It's, like, probably after they, because they did date a couple times. And it must yeah. have been after one of the breakups, because the caption was, like, so nice to run into Mindy Kaling at the whatever again, like, it's the old friends. Like, she used to call me on my cell phone. And I was like, oh, (laughs) there you go. This is like clearly after you guys Mm. broke up at some point because you're referencing Drake right now. Interesting. But that was in like 2017 or something. So. Huh. That's funny. Interesting. But it is one of those things. It could be. I will think about this weekly until the day I die. Yes. It it crosses (gasps) my mind weekly. That is how I also, in in guessing that it, her, that Abby's partner was mm-hmm. Carrie Brownstein is, I also went to her uh-huh. Instagram and was like, you know, going way back and I was specific about the timing. Yeah. I was like, okay, math, 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 2016. Yeah. 
And when I got to the 2016, I saw a picture of Carrie. Mm. And I was like... It also made sense because their level of secrecy seemed extreme to me in that chapter where she's talking about it. Because it, mm-hmm. I was just like, why? Like, Oh, yeah, when they were like the at hotel, hotel and, the Uber. and then she was pretending to yeah. leave. And then, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah. why would you be so secretive with your friends? Like... No, right. Like, your friends probably wouldn't think True. twice if you stayed with your friend, even. You know, like, what? There's something else here that yeah. makes it where you have to be, or you feel like you have to be Super that secretive. secretive. So it makes sense it would be another, like, a public person. figure person. And isn't, is Carrie, does she live in L.A.? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Grab our phones. Oh, so she's back in Portland as of 2020, Mm. but she's back from Los Angeles. There we go. Solved it. I'm very sorry for being disrespectful and digging into your history, your painful history, (laughs) but Abby, I need to know. Um, I am too nosy. Interesting. I'm going to be looking at this all day. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, (laughs) Um... Okay, so I will say overall, I did like the book. Yes. It did produce a lot of anxiety for me. Yes. The beginning was hard for me to get into. Once I, like, but overall, I did very much enjoy it. And I loved hearing the history behind how Broad City started. Yeah, I loved hearing about them reaching out to Amy Poehler. Yeah, And like doing all of that stuff and having Amy Poehler be in the web series and then assist on the production of the show, the actual show. Like, I Shine loved hearing about that. Yeah, I loved hearing about like the, all of her different communities, you know, and like mm-hmm. how they've supported each other. She's gotten through stuff. I did very much enjoy it. I think if it wasn't a pandemic, we hadn't had a horrible year. Plus, I'm in the middle of a move. Yeah. My anxiety would maybe not be as high as it yeah. is all yeah. the time right now. Yeah. And it would have exactly. been an easier read. But Yeah. You know. I um, agree. But overall, I did enjoy it a lot. Same. I Yeah. We didn't, we didn't get a chance to talk about it much, but I totally agree that, like, those sections where you get kind of, like, the background on Broad City and her relationship with Ilana yeah. and, like, the UCB stuff, I just... That's what I'm here for, yeah. for sure. Like, totally. as a fan of the show and of them, I was like, yes, I'm yeah. so glad there's some of this in there. Yeah, totally. I know. I <laughs> I don't know why. The way I read books is I have to know how many pages are in each chapter. I have to, like, grab it mm-hmm. chapter by chapter, and I hold the chapter, and I read through until I get to the end of that chapter. And so <laughs> uh, I just have to be able to break things smaller to, like, understand. Yeah, it. So, it's less overwhelming. Yeah, I got to that section in the book that's about broad city and i was like going through trying to find the end of the chapter i was like what is this chapter it is so long like it's the longest one in the book (laughs) and i was just like what is this whole thing about and then i like saw a glimpse of like the word ilana and broad city and whatever and i was like oh okay i'm excited to read this one (laughs) like it's very long but it's gonna be about that show and i'm glad their friendship that it was so long i think yeah yeah i would have felt maybe like I don't know, cheated <laughs> if there wasn't yeah. enough, I guess. Totally. I don't know. I know. I guess it made me realize that I really haven't looked into their personal lives that much. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's weird or not for me. I think 
I just probably go through phases where I get way too involved in people I don't know's life. <laughs> um, so I don't really yeah. know a lot about them personally. Yeah. And so even hearing where it's like, Alana is on vacation with her husband. I was like, she's married? Like, oh, what? Yes. <laughs> I, like, I thought she was Wait. dating Hannibal. What? <laughs> like, that's not real life. I was like, wow. Have you seen what her husband looks like? No. Okay. When they got married, this is what he looked like. Whoa! What? Wait, why does he look familiar? Who is that? Is he so, like? He's is nobody. he like a? Okay, weird. But to me, he That's looks so like a Michael relative. Yeah, like I'm like yeah, totally. To that relative. might be it. I feel like he looks like he's like he is the connection between. Oh my! Oh my gosh! Especially in the front, he looks like it. <laughs> but I feel like he's the missing link that combines Michael and my dad. You know, like, <laughs> if you tried to get, like, my dad's Swedish tall blonde family together and Michael's oh family God. together, like, that's the missing sibling. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Anything else to say about our lovely Abby? Well, the pages are really soft. <laughs> pages are very and soft. Very enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to read it again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to read it three more times. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I have to return this to Julia. <laughs> I, uh, so actually, yeah, thank you to Julia for lending me this and Allie so that we could read both of them. Yes. This is good recommendations. And what are we reading next? Oh, right. Cemetery Boys. Cemetery Boys by Aiden Thomas Mills alum. Mills alum. Okay. I just saw that they tweeted something too recently that was like, my old college just posted about me on their Facebook page. And I wanted to be like, that's how I found out about it. But yeah, so someone had shared in the Mills College alum Facebook group (laughs) that this person had released a new novel. And I, there's something, it's the, he, they are the first openly trans author to reach New York Times bestsellers fiction list. How cool. Yay! Um, they're from Oakland. Yeah, sounds great. Can't so wait. it's called Cemetery Boys by yes. Aiden Thomas. Yeah. Read along. <laughs> Let's get on this. Let's, Let's get, get reading. reading. <laughs> it sounded off, but I'll let you know if it was on when I edit it.